welcome to Chatting with Chemeketa, the show where we talk about everything related to the college. Whether you're someone considering coming to Chemeketa, a current student, an alum, a member of the community, or part of our local business and industry, we've got you covered. I'm Marie Hewlett, filling in for Jessica Howard. And I'm Les Wilgus. Today, I want our listeners to try and imagine moving to a country where you don't speak the language and don't know anyone. That's a pretty intimidating scenario. What would you do? I can't even imagine what that would be like. But today, we are thrilled to have Ernesto Toskovic in the studio, who came here with his whole family back in 1999 and found a safe harbor at Chemeketa Community College. Welcome to the program, Ernesto. Thank you. Glad to be here. Ernesto, what happened back in 1999 that caused you to leave your former country and come to Salem, Oregon? Well, actually, it all happened in 1991 when the country that I was born in, former Yugoslavia, started disintegrating. My family and I lived in Bosnia and Herzegovina, and civil war in Bosnia and Herzegovina, or some call it aggression on Bosnia and Herzegovina, started in uh, 1992. I was already outside of the country and it took about a year to get my sister and my mom out and then finally my father came and we all left to Germany and we lived in Germany for about four years until 1998 and then U.S. government had a program where they accepted a certain number of individuals from former Yugoslavian war zone to U.S. as refugees. And that's how we came here. And we interviewed in Frankfurt, and the process lasted about a year. Background checks, interviews, and all these good things. And at the end, they congratulated us and told us that we are granted access to U.S. And they asked us, where do you want to go? And... We didn't know anybody. They asked us if you if we knew anybody or had yeah, friends. Where, where or you family. want to go within the United States? In the United okay, States, yeah. yes. And we said Seattle, and they send us to <laughs> Tucson, Arizona. How did you come up? <laughs> on, uh, okay, <laughs> well, let's, let's start with Seattle. How did you pick Seattle? Uh, I yes. bought some books and research. Okay. That, right. You know, where are good jobs? Where's the climate? Ah. Where so mm-hmm. Seattle came up as a, a good okay. place to be. Microsoft, uh, Boeing, and oh. so forth. So but, how did you end up in Arizona? So Tucson, they, right? They, they, U.S. government picked Tucson. They said, right. here you go. You go to Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> wow. So from Seattle to Tucson, that's, that's quite yeah. something. What were you doing before all of this happened? When war started, I was a student. I was uh, studying political science with focus on national defense. And I actually had sponsorship to work for Yugoslavian Department of Defense after my graduation. Hmm. So I had job promised, right? Not only the job went away, but the whole country went away. <laughs> 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 Split up in five different countries. There you go. Yeah. Is it five? Uh, it's uh, uh, seven, eight, uh, seven. Yeah, seven. Uh, Croatia, Slovenia, Bosnia. Croatia, Bosnia, let, let me, let, let me check. Let me. You let can me, check my. Go ahead, please. Uh, Croatia. Uh, now you count Slovenia too, yeah. Okay. Yes, Slovenia, uh, Bosnia, and I was want to call it Herzegovina, Herzegovina, but it's Bosnia Herzegovina. and okay. Herzegovina, and then Serbia, Montenegro, North Macedonia now. Yeah, and I'm missing one more. Did I say Montenegro? 
I say Croatia, Bosnia. So you covered so all, I'm, I'm, all republics. Good job. But okay. Kosovo is the newest. Kosovo. Kosovo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kosovo used to be a it, tiny country. Then. Tiny. Yeah. It used to be a province in Yugoslavia, yeah. but now they are independent okay. country. Okay. Unless you're but such you a show off. <laughs> Good job. I, I'm very impressed. Well, you know, I, I, I just, I mean, well, I love geography and then... See, my, my mom, she's from Poland, and, and so uh-huh. she, you know, during the World War, you know, after that, she came to the United States kind of the same way. But, uh, so it's an interesting, you know, um, uh, topic to me, but, so... I find you were, it impressive that you know, because most U.S. people place us somewhere far northeastern <laughs> Europe, uh, who knows where, yeah. and we are not even close. We, like, yeah. we border with Italy, with Austria with Greece, so Southern Europe, but everybody thinks far Northeastern Europe. Beautiful land, you know, a country too, oh, by the amazing way. Amazing places yeah, to yeah. visit now. And then, uh, so you're a student in college? I was actually a student kind of... in Zagreb, Croatia, in yeah. at university, University okay. of Zagreb, which I completed, and I actually completed master's degree there. But then all of a sudden you're in Arizona. How did you end up in Salem? Well, we arrived to Arizona, hundred plus degrees. It was June. June they rented 30th. a car. It's like we're out of here. <laughs> June thirtieth. Uh, you know, none of us spoke English. Desert. We don't know anybody. Cultural shock. But we found a place to live, and we started immediately taking English as second language classes at the Pima Community College. Okay. Adult educational. Uh, program right when you were when when they moved you there did you have anybody else uh i mean aside from your family that we 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 did not know anybody but there was somebody waiting for us it was international rescue committee which i I believe they started in second world war the their mission was saving jews from uh, Mm -hmm. sure from uh, Nazi countries, and they are still in existence now. So they waited for us. They had found a place for us to live. A major culture shock, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But we, I found a job. My sister and my mom first found jobs uh, cleaning rooms in a hotel. I found a job a week later in a manufacturing place, the uh, place that manufactures windows. So I was cutting window frames. Oh. Uh, so, you know, we, we found okay living there, but we sought after place that is more similar to back home, where mm-hmm. climate is more moderate. And I think, obviously, cultural, climatic shock, new place, it was hard. So we found Salem. Uh, my dad found far lost relative who actually lived in Salem, and he told us how oh, wow. climate here is oh, good and yeah. so forth. So we came here, okay. and it worked out good. Now we pay money to go to Tucson to get some sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> go, go visit your other old country, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now you're in Salem. How did you stumble across Chemeketa Community College? Uh, my father's relative who lived here and his wife, they took us into their home for first about a month, I would say. So she knew about Chemeketa. She showed us the place and... Uh, we came here, and obviously we found out, I don't remember how we found out about ESL classes, but we were directed by Chemeketa staff, I believe, 
to ESL classes, and my parents, my sister, and I started taking ESL classes pretty much almost immediately. I would say a few days after we arrived, and then several weeks later, we found a place. We lived actually right next to Chemeketa at one of these apartment complexes. Okay. And we continued living there for about two or three years. So every day, or almost every day, my parents, my sister, I, we, we took different classes based on uh, uh, level, right? Mm-hmm. Because I spoke German, so I picked it up relatively quickly. And yeah, we took classes here for years to come. How would you describe the environment here at Chemeketa? Was it scary? Was it welcoming? You know, I would say... We found a refuge here or a safe place here because we were met with a very friendly people who wanted to help. In our English classes, my parents especially pretty soon became friends with their English second language <laughs> teachers. I remember Sarah Dinsdale. We see, still see her. Uh, she retired. Uh, Gary, he retired too. We still see him. We found our first friends. Our first Thanksgiving in in U.S. was at Sarah Dinsdale's place. Uh, you never she, never had Thanksgiving was, before then, never, too. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. she did it really, you know, in traditional ways, a big cultural experience. Sarah was one of the ESOL instructors, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And ESOL stands for? English for Speakers of Other Languages. Right. just want to clear that Right. Up. So no matter what language you speak, if you're coming here from another country and you want to learn how to speak English, everybody comes together no matter what language they were previously speaking and learn English together. It's really kind of fun and very interactive and you learn so much about so many different cultures. And you know, now let's say someone comes here with the language that's, you know, very few people speak. How do they start? Okay. You spoke German and then let's say your family's um, spoke Bosnian. Yeah, is that Bosnian or language? Croatian, very small Croatian, language. Okay, yeah. so then not there's nobody here that spoke that other than you. True. So, how did that kind of fold in? You know, it's very interesting. In Tucson, Phil was my English second language teacher's name. So I asked Phil, "How do I say that I'm looking for a job?" So he wrote a a little note for me saying, "I am looking for a job." So I went with that note and. That's how I found a job in a factory in Tucson. Okay, yeah. I went and said, I am looking for a job. And they were like, okay. They continued talking, and I couldn't understand. So they were like, <laughs> what language do you speak? Stop. <laughs> right. And I said, I speak German. Turns out a supervisor in that factory was in Germany in U.S. military. So he spoke German, ah. and they hired me. So that's a very nice, yeah. But mm-hmm. then, when, then when we came here, my dad was, uh, he taught Russian. He was school principal and teacher back home. So he found people who speak Russian here. Around here, too. Around here. Big community, And and some staff, Mm -hmm. Jamaica staff. So that was his way to do it. My way was I I would take a book in English. I was actually working on my thesis for back home, international relations thesis. So I would take a book at the library and read it by interpreting word by word. (sighs) So I would talk dictionary and mm-hmm. literally word by word and very quickly I'm like, okay, now I'm reading. So I picked up English relatively quickly. So I think it was quick time when I was able to talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, we we went we winged it, right? <laughs> Ernesto, if there was one memory or one special thing that you could share with the audience about your experience with Chemeketa, what would it be? I just want to go back to you know our refuge. I I call it safe harbor. I was listening to um, Senator Courtney recently. He was talking about when he came to Salem. He didn't know anybody, didn't have anybody. So he found a place to live at YMCA. Mm-hmm. And he called it Safe Harbor. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, was, I was listening to him. I was like, this is exactly what Chemeketa was for us. Yes, English a second language, good. But more importantly, Safe Harbor. Place right. to come, go to library, come and talk with people, maybe even have coffee. Safe Harbor. That's, I think, very important value. It is a great value, and I'm sure so many people out in the listening audience can relate to what you're talking about. And I need to ask you, you had this wonderful experience at Chemeketa. You learned how to speak English beautifully. You're now out in the community making such a big difference in the lives of so many people. Can you tell our listeners what you're doing nowadays? Oh, also at Chemeketa, I stumbled upon Willamette University MBA program. They had a booth here in Kuding. Okay. And I talked to them. They invited me to talk to the school, and I ended up going there. So I got my MBA at Willamette in 2002. Now I actually teach there. I, oh. I'm, I'm a contributing faculty. But now I'm senior vice president at KeyBank. I do commercial banking, and I work with private and public companies uh, anything that they need in terms of banking. Did you bring some money samples for us all? Or, uh, just, just ask Funny me. thing, I don't have any cash. Darn. <laughs> never work with never work with cash. Your story is so inspirational, and I love how our ESOL program helped you start a new and successful life here in Salem. And for our listeners, if you have any questions about our English language courses for speakers of other languages or comments about today's show, please write to us at chatter at chmecheta.edu and we'll answer your questions through email or an upcoming show. Thank you, Ernesto, for sharing such a personal and wonderful story with us. Thank you for inviting me. It was It's so nice to reconnect. Warm feelings. <laughs> well, it's time to take our halftime break. This halftime show will feature Marie's trombone solo. Oh, oh not ready for that this time? Okay, All right, maybe next week. Um, so anyway, we'll be back in just a short time. Are you the type of person who enjoys helping others? Consider a career in speech language pathology. Chemeketa offers a fully online program that includes both theory and practical experience to prepare you to become a certified speech language pathology assistant. Apply today at go.chemeketa.edu slash speech pathology. Welcome back to Chatting with Chemeketa. Joining us now is Chemeketa's event coordinator, Elizabeth Fasania. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Well, good morning. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Chemeketa. 
Well, let's see. Wes, I wear a lot of hats, so along with... I see. You've got 15 of them on right now. I know, I do. They're all stacked up really nicely. (laughs) Don't you like that? As well as coordinating the events, I'm also over our food services division here, but uh, events take up a great deal of my time here. And we have a beautiful campus where we rent out a number of our rooms and facilities, our auditorium, as well as our other campuses where the community and people at large can rent out spaces and things there. So managing all that and food services keeps me quite busy. The one thing that I'm sure all of it is interesting, but I'm kind of curious about the events. And uh, so you actually uh, organize the events? <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a really good question. And we, we get that a lot. So we do a number of different events here on the campus. Campus. We rent space to people who want to host meetings and conferences and events here. And in that side of things, we actually just coordinate the contracts and renting the space and getting things ready for people. And then they basically do their own events. Additionally, uh, when we have in-house events like our in-service, when school starts back up in the fall in September, I'll coordinate um, the event side of uh, something in-house with our own staff and faculty and things like that. So it's kind of a combination of both. It just depends on, you know, the, the time and uh, the customer and what we have going on. Elizabeth, let's say I had a Toastmasters club and I was trying to figure out where I can have meetings. Would Chemeketa be a possible location for that sort of thing? We would be an awesome location and would love to host (laughs) Toastmasters along with a lot of the other organizations out there in our community, and we do. So yes, um, you would reach out to us and give us basically the dates and times and what kind of space that you need, and then we would see what we have available and hopefully be able to fill the needs for, um, for your upcoming event. So you're really trying to bring the community on to Chemeketa. It's not just for students who are taking classes. We have so many other things going on here. Absolutely not. To give you an idea, uh, at the end of the school term, we had Salem-Kaiser School District bring in um, over 500 of their staff here for an entire three days. And they filled up our campus, which was really wonderful to have them because we partner with them all the time on so many other things. So to have them here on campus and for our faculty and staff uh, and, and some students to be able to see who they are and intermix and mingle while they were able to accomplish their conference at the same time was just incredible. It's just further partners, further um, our, furthers our partnership, I should say, um, along with, like I said, other organizations like the Boys and Girls Clubs and things like that in the area. So what would be, um, you said it was 500, what would be your upper limit? What if somebody, a million people obviously can't do that, but I mean, what, what would be, you know, a, a comfortable high limit? Uh, well, depending limit. on what they want and um, what their needs are, 500 maxed out our, our campus here. I mean, that was pretty pretty big. Our auditorium seats about 445 people. So if they oh. want to, you know, utilize our auditorium, we have that capacity. And then we have meeting room space upwards of 100, 120, maybe 130 in some of our larger meeting room spaces. So it really just depends on the client and what their needs are. Well, 500 is a lot. I mean, even even a, a big hotel might not be able to handle that. You know, some, yeah. Some. But, yes. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Now, uh, so aside from that, um, I'm not, I'm, don't mean to push you in another direction, but do you also organize concerts, things like that? We Is that do. Your, 
Yes, you know? I'm so excited that you asked me about that. Well, because I'm excited that you're excited. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and look at how excited Marie is. Everyone's so excited. I know. Everyone's <laughs> smiling. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes. One of the things I'd love to share is that um, in the past, we had our acclaimed artist series, which unfortunately COVID shut down along with a lot of other things, as everybody uh, yeah. is well aware of. But we're beyond that. And we are excited to announce that our acclaimed artist series is back this year stronger than ever and we open up that series with the Vienna Boys Choir on October 14th and that is in our beautiful auditorium here in building six and we've worked this whole past year kind of renovating and cleaning and getting a lot of new sound equipment and things in there to make it just better than ever so we have a full acclaimed artist series lined up sponsorships are always available and welcome to anyone out there and you can have find more information on our websites and then we're also doing a second series of concerts called night of a thousand lights and we kicked that off a few months back with the Delgani Trio. However, we have a number of um, other concerts coming that direction, starting with Katie Harmon on October 7th and followed by the Charlie Brown Christmas, the Avaria Trio, and Crown City Quartet. All of which are more of an intimate setting. We have literally over a thousand lights on the stage and in the auditorium. It's a very, um, what I kind of romantic, but very beautiful setting to listen to music and um, enjoy a lovely evening. And along with that, we have our Chemeketa Cellars that will be there um, serving wine before each of the concerts. So we are just so excited to get this kicked off this year and back again because prior to COVID, we had a great turnout and attendance for both or for the Acclaimed Artist Series. This sounds like the perfect date night. Less you need to bring your wife. <laughs> I just may. You never know. <laughs> Where can you find out more information about the concerts, how to get tickets, all that good stuff? On our website, information will be going up really soon. Um, we hope to have that up by the end of August. So sponsorship information will be available. Ticket information will be available. All the different uh, groups that are playing with their dates and times will all be on uh, the Chemeketa external website at chemeketa.edu, as well as on our foundation website. So all of that will be up there for your browsing Enjoyment. Pleasure, yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, now you mentioned there's two different uh, series now, and, and the one is just a little more intimate setting type of thing. Yes. Um, okay, so that's the difference between these two series. Also, when you mentioned about sponsorship, sponsorship in which way? So, someone would just say, hey, I have uh, like a band. It costs money to put on these events, less. We try What's to that? keep the price of tickets low. So that's that's so, basically it. Not, not, I I'm, I'm guess I'm, I'm, I'm asking maybe the the um not the process but does someone say hey i have a band i'd like you to play you know uh and i will pay for it type of thing or is it just no you have the the well, schedule set up and then you can the, the a business me, can sponsor let me give whatever. you an example yeah vienna boys choir sponsored by less <laughs> uh that was not true <laughs> <laughs> So anyone in the community can sponsor any of these events. 
and they get a nice little shout out and some other wonderful things. Elizabeth, you could probably talk more about that. Sure. Okay. Uh, we have different levels of sponsorship starting at 5000 and and going uh, down from there, uh, season ticket holders. But with each level of sponsorship, there are some nice little perks being in our printed program, being up um, on a PowerPoint presentation prior to uh, each of the opening acts, um, recognition in a couple of different areas. So, and then we are having and hosting a wine and cheese reception for um, a certain level sponsor and above at the end of each of the concert series. So there are some nice little perks with sponsorship. You you get reserved seating. And that was another thing I wanted to mention about this. We have upgraded our ticketing system. We have contracted with Eventbrite, which most everybody's familiar with if, if they've done or gone to any events uh, at large. So we actually have a contract with them. So you're able to pick your seats. And this year with sponsorship, uh, you know, you can pick your seats and those are the same for the whole concert series, which makes it really nice. You're not having to pick different ones each time. So so, it's good. so, so the sponsorship can, you know, um, it can go down to a lower enough level that Definitely. your average person. Yes, okay. they go down right. to 500. Well, I was when you said it <laughs> starts. to 500. When you said starts at 5,000, I'm like, oh, <laughs> count me out, you know, but you meant from top down. Yes, yeah. okay. yes, definitely. Yeah. So, so you're not going to do the 5,000 less? <laughs> well, you know what? I do have a lottery ticket, so we'll just see how that okay, turns okay. out, okay? Well, I hope that's a winning right. number so we and, can count and on you And you know what? Sponsor. I'll sponsor them all then, okay? You can just wipe the rest of the slate clean. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, is, is there any other uh, area that we haven't touched up on that you uh, work on? I, know, I mean, we could talk about the events forever, but I don't want to leave anything out. Um, no, I just, I really want the community to be aware that, you know, we are definitely a place to consider when you're looking to hold your next meeting or conference or special event. As I said, all of our campuses, not just our Salem campus, but Areola campus, oh. um, we host a lot of uh, some weddings and quinceaneras and different things out there. So each of our campuses are very unique and have meeting room space uh, available. So depending upon what you need and when you need it, I, I think that we, we are just a great source uh, for hopefully filling, you know, filling that um, for you and finding the, the right location uh, for your next special event slash conference slash meeting. Slash everything else. What yeah. about the studio time? Definitely. We have yeah. studio time because, available. I mean, you have, you know, a, a television type television you know, yeah, station, studio. Right? Yes. Is Absolutely. that also goes through you? Or, um, no, uh, that goes. That's another, uh, that's yeah. another area, but okay. it is definitely available. And I would put a plug in um, to say, yes, if you're interested in that, reach out to us. Um, you can reach out to me directly and I can put you in touch with uh, the department that books that studio time and recording time without any problem. That sounds good. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing event management for 20 plus years. Uh, in higher ed, I've been doing it for almost 10. Okay. Yeah. But but you're looking for volunteers to help out, aren't ah. you? We are, and that's the other part. We put a whole new volunteer program in place um, and are really excited, and information will be on our website, is available, uh, available on our website about that as well. So we have a whole training program in place. One of the nice things about being a volunteer for our concert series is that once the concert starts, you're able to go in and get a seat and sit down and be able to, to hear the concert for free. So. Oh. 
Um, volunteer a little cool. time and you get to hear some really, really great artists perform. And like I said, we're going to train everybody and get everybody ready and up to speed so they're confident in what they're doing to help us out. Fantastic. And when, when does this begin? Uh, the Is this kind of fall time and begins? Yes, okay. October. October right. series kicks off. I am so glad you were able to talk about having events at Chemeketa, Elizabeth. This is a great topic because I think most people out in the community have no clue that they can host events for their own organization here at Chemeketa. And that's a, a really good bit of information. So if you are interested in learning more about this, people should just go to chemeketa.edu and... Or email, uh, call me or email me directly at uh, mfasanya at shemekata.edu. So that's M-F-A-C-A-N-H-A at shemekata.edu. And what's your phone number? 503-399-6500. Fabulous. Thanks for stopping by chatting with Shemekata. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I learn something new every time we do a show. And I bet our, lis- our listeners do too. Tune in again so you too can learn something new. Same chat time, same chat channel. For Chatting with Chmecca, I'm Les Wilgus. And I'm Marie Hewitt. Bye. Bye. Did you know that Chemeketa Community College offers classes that meet almost every need? Whether you prefer learning on your own time at your own pace with online study, enjoy interacting with classmates and instructors but need to do it remotely or prefer on-campus instruction it's your choice when you become a student at Chemeketa get started on your future and apply today at go.chemeketa.edu apply